0: Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vander Vliet with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vander Vliet with his trusted canine. He's in the shot, Woody. In the shot. He's in the shot. So if you want to see Woody... Go to my YouTube channel, Politics and Brown Liquor. You can find the link on my website, thepblpodcast.com. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Help us move up in the algorithm on YouTube and move the channel forward. But you can see Woody. He's a handsome dog, folks. All right. A lot of news, like I said in the previous segment, about the Hunter Biden laptop. So let's close a couple of stories out on that, and then we'll get into some other news. But there's still some very, very important information that you need to know regarding Hunter Biden's laptop, because it is a real story. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson has asked the Department of Justice to get the to investigate the fbi's handling of this case now they don't have to do it but you've got a now a, a sitting center of course he is gop ron johnson is requesting the department of justice to investigate the fbi's handling all of this because they've got they've had the laptop for a year so people want questions and there also is another business partner, by the way, that you may have forgotten about. We just talked about Tony Bobulensky, who says, yeah, those emails that, uh, on that laptop, do you see my name on? Pff, yep, yep, that's, they're true. They're real. I've heard Biden speaking of business deals. I heard Biden, you know, saying he wants 10% cut. Again, that's all hearsay, but this guy, Tony Bobulensky, he's a former business partner of Hunter Biden coming out and saying, yep, those emails are real. Plus, if you don't remember, we have another business partner who validated and corroborated emails. His name is Bevan Cooney. Now, Bevan Cooney is currently serving time in a federal prison in Oregon. And here's a headline from Gateway Pundit, former Hunter Biden associate in fear for his life. Bevan Cooney moved from, to a more dangerous facility after leaking emails to conservative journalists. So now he's in fear for his life. I would be too if I was him. Cooney, who is currently serving time at federal facility in Oregon over a bond scheme, recently connected to journalists Matthew Tierman and Peter Schweitzer and turned over his emails to the investigative journalist. Uh, Bevan Cooney reportedly turned over 26,000 business emails to the journalist. So you got two, two business partners that have flipped on Hunter Biden. This is a real story. They don't want you to know this. They don't want you to read anything about the story uh this one's from pj media and you know we have to get our stories on this from alt sites because alt media or we get them from forum media because the mainstream media just won't report on this i mean it's a damn shame but they just won't so pj media does this story and uh, the headline is here are two theories about hunter biden's laptop it starts off with you've been following the case of hunter biden's allegedly abandoned laptop you know that a lot of very Powerful people wish you weren't following it. Uh, Twitter and Facebook have tried to censor it. The New York Times has spilled a lot of ink trying to discredit the New York Post reporters who filed the original story without even trying to verify the story itself. If the laptop is real and so is the evidence on it, that could be bad news for Joe Biden. So our moral, ethical, and intellectual betters on the left won't even admit the possibility that it's real. That is a powerful paragraph. And it is absolutely true. It's if, they admit, if they admit it's real, then they know it's bad for Biden. Any way you slice it, like I've been saying, if just half of this stuff on here was, was truth, it should tank Biden's campaign. And it's hurting him. Don't think it's not. Remember those magic national polls they talk about? Uh, he's down 1% from yesterday. 1% drop he's below double digits now remember they were saying he was 16 million points up it's hurting in those magical election uh national polls the media love to talk about but let's talk about these two theories real quick theory number one hunter biden a known drug abuser was visiting his father in wilmington delaware in april 2019 and abandoned one of his laptops at a nearby repair shop the evidence uh this is from the article i'm not gonna give, i'm not going to give out the address for either joe biden's house or the mac shop the wilmington computer repair store that claims to have found this alleged evidence because i'm not a doxer but both addresses are publicly available and you can look them up yourself if you find both addresses and plug them into google maps you'll see that the repair shop is less than five miles from joe biden's residence in wilmington remember i told you yesterday that the left is trying to say oh hunter lives in california Uh, he wouldn't drop it off in delaware why would he do it in delaware because his father lives there and this repair shop is less than five miles from his father's house maybe logic escapes the left from the article is is it really so far-fetched to imagine that hunter biden has ever been to his father's house there's even an amtrak station within the same five mile radius so we all know how much the biden family loves amtrak maybe that's how hunter got there from his home in los angeles or more likely he flew <laughs> a little bit of humor there he can certainly afford either mode of transportation considering all that money he's made for doing a job nobody seems to be able to describe uh, additionally the repair shop owner has a signed invoice you notice the biden campaign hadn't come out and said that's not his signature or that's doctored. I haven't heard that yet from the Biden camp. I'm the left. I've heard it from leftists, uh, but I haven't heard it from the Biden camp. So that's theory number one. Theory number two. (laughs) Theory number two. And the left is going to buy this one. This is their theory, by the way. Putin did it. (laughs) Evidence. Um, I'll get back to you on that one. (laughs) That's from the article. That's not me. So there's your two theories of how that laptop came about. And I don't think Uh, Well, you know, I guess it could be theory number two, right? Because that's what the left wants you to think, that the Russians plan it. The Russians, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. All right. Well, let's get into uh, some other election news and move on from this one, because there is still a lot to report about. Um, This from The Daily Caller. Biden won't give an answer on court packing until at least 180 days after becoming president. Uh, So he wants to wait six months Until he's president to tell you whether or not he's going to, he's for or against packing the court. Six months. Former Vice President Joe Biden announced Thursday that he won't give an answer on court packing until at least 180 days after he becomes president. And he receives a recommendation from a bipartisan commission on changing the Supreme Court. So Biden apparently, apparently has no opinion of his own. None. What's none? None whatsoever. He so he's got to he's got to wait six months. I'm going to get a committee and I'll make my decision there. This man is wanting to be the president of the United States of America, arguably the most powerful position in the world. And he's got to take six months to make a decision. He can't even tell us which way he's leaning or he, tell, he says, well, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, um, I'm not really i fond of it uh I'm not it's not my favorite thing to talk about to do but uh ridiculous absolutely ridiculous that this man is running to be president of the united states anyway i, I gotta get to a story here that i uh, i wrote this check on the previous segment at the beginning of the hour of that segment and i want to make sure that i talk about this story because it, it does relate a little bit to the hunter biden stuff um this is from showbiz411 it's, it's for real. Sokobaran's Cohen's Borat sequel captures Rudy Giuliani on film flirting with trying to seduce Russian reporter in hotel room. So this this story's blowing up now. This allegedly happened back in June of this year. Rudy Giuliani thought he was going to go into an interview, and it turned out to be uh Sasha Baran. Baran Cohen, uh, its it sequel to his mega hit, and it was a big hit. I think it did like $256 million on a shoestring budget. Very profitable movie. Sacha Sa- Sa- Cohen became extremely rich from that movie, but that was in what, two? I forget when that movie, 2006. It's been a long time. Anyway, the sequel's coming out Friday. I, I believe it's uh, going to be on Amazon's Prime, but... Rudy got caught up in this back in June. They, somehow, someone convinced him to schedule some interview for whatever reason. He agreed to it. And if you've watched any of uh, Cohen's movies, you know they set people up to make them look like fools. And Rudy says he didn't. I'll read a little bit of the story. Sasha Sach- Baron Cohen has done something to Rudy Giuliani we could only dream of. Mm-hmm. You see where this is going, where they lean with this particular publication. He's captured him on film as a dirty old man on the make. In a sequel to Cohen's 2006 hit comedy, Borat, Headed to the Amazon Prime on Friday, thrice married and divorced, Rudy is filmed attempting to seduce a beautiful young Russian reporter in a hotel room that this is real, not a joke. He thinks he's being filmed for a real interview alone with her in the hotel room. He accepts the reporter's invite into the bedroom for a drink, lies down on the bed, and is clearly headed for what he thinks is a happy ending. All right, that is simply not what is actually out there we have not seen the clip it has not been released and there's a reason why it's not been released Rudy Giuliani says he realized that he was being taken because when Cohen burst into the room and he said hey she's only 15 she's not old enough for you and he's dressed in like a pink tutu or something look ridiculous Rudy Giuliani figured out all right I'm in a situation I gotta get out of first of all you should never gone into a hotel room with a woman alone but you just don't do it he needs to follow the Mike Pence rule on that but Put that aside, Giuliani, there's a photo and he's laying back on a bed and it looks like his hands going in his pants. He's saying that he was after he took the mic off, he tucked his shirt in. And if Cohen tries to say anything happened, anything was inappropriate, he's just a cold faced liar or something like that. We don't have the whole story. What we have is we have sensationalized, a sensationalized story because this drops on Friday, the movie. This is all for ratings for the movie. Cohen doesn't care. This is all to get eyeballs to the movie. And it'll work. It'll get eyeballs to the movie because now everybody's going to want to go see that one scene. So the online stream of this movie, because it's sold through Amazon Prime, is going to be huge. And that's the idea of this. So Rudy Giuliani is you know, vehemently denying there was anything inappropriate in this. I don't know. I, 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 would, I would say, Rudy, dude, you shouldn't have gone back to the room alone with a girl, period, end of story, because that's what gets people in trouble. Rudy's like 78 years old. So, you know, I don't know if he's still got lead in his pencil. Who knows? Who cares? But I, I, I am not getting sucked in to the sensationalized of the sensationalism of this story. There was one story I read that apparently he touched his genitals. There's that's, that's not been reported. That is not what is being reported right now we have not seen the clip it's not out there it may come out today but as of this writing when i'm reading this i looked for the clip i couldn't find the clip this is all to get eyeballs to cohen's movie now why well the people who have seen the movie Like, uh, this is the rap.com. Borat's subsequent movie film film review Sasha Baron Cohen's valiantly fails to resurrect the satire corpse. I'm sorry. Sasha Baron Cohen valiantly fails to resuscitate, resuscitate, I'll get it out, the satire corpse. In other words, they say the movie stinks. So the movie's getting bad reviews. So now, you know, it's probably going to do phenomenal because this happened. This is marketing, ladies and gentlemen. This is not some kind of political hit job. This is using a person of uh, political influence who's widely known to, and that's all Cohen's Films does is they catch people in compromising positions and then exploit them for your laughter. And they were doing the same thing with Rudy Giuliani. It was quite a big get for them. Again, this was back in June, I believe it was. And this is all to get eyeballs to the movie. Don't get sucked up into this. But this from Trending Politics, Twitter allows illegal revenge porn campaign to trend on Twitter against Giuliani, still censoring Biden's story. So a new scene from the upcoming movie Barat made by Sasha Boran Cohen appears to show former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani in a somewhat compromising position with a 24-year-old actress. In the leaked photos, Giuliani is seen laying on a bed in a hotel while tucking his shirt in as the actress, who is pretending to be a TV journalist, is standing nearby. They make a very good point. The decision by Twitter, so sharing explicit sexual images or videos of someone online without their consent is a severe violation of their policy, Twitter's policy. They didn't get Giuliani's consent. He was in a hotel room, this girl. Regardless, they didn't get his consent. So the decision by Twitter to let this story spread throughout their platform is quite ironic considering just last week they censored the bombshell New York Post story against Hunter Biden. By the way, they have still locked the New York Post out of their Twitter account. Just blatant hypocrisy from the left. But you knew that. Everybody knows. You know, that's just, I mean, we know we're going to get that from the left all right this story has been circulating quite a bit you may have heard about this one it's the the um the iranian russian disinformation campaign the u.s concluded iran was behind threatening emails sent to democrats and uh emails that were supposedly from the proud boys did you hear that story so what the um the director of now i'll read the story this one's from uh, the federalist fbi lincoln project never trumpers peddled iranian disinformation meant to help biden so the background on this is the iranians and the russians allegedly again this is one of those crazy you know conspiracy theories we just you know the the government has come out and said yeah this happened but they got uh, allegedly got a hold of some voter rolls and they they sent out these emails to the democrats on these voter rolls identifying themselves as the proud boys and apparently there was some racist information uh uh, you know uh, stuff that just made the proud boys look really really bad because right now the proud boys are the left's boogeyman the racist boogeyman forget the fact that one of its national leaders is half black half cuban but they're racist because you know they're just against Democrats or against leftist policies. So, clearly, clearly, if you're against Democrats or leftist policies, you're a racist. Clearly. I mean, it's in the Webster Dictionary now, I believe. Anyway, the the FBI's got involved, but the Lincoln Project, are you familiar with the Lincoln Project? The Lincoln Project is a group of never-Trumpers. Uh, one of the leads who since resigned due to family issues was Kellyanne Conway's husband. Was it George Conway, I believe is his name? So here um, from the Federalist, the FBI, Lincoln Project never-Trumpers peddled Iranian disinformation meant to help biden director of national intelligence john ratcliffe and fbi director christopher ray announced wednesday that the iran and russia that iran and russia are working to undermine the integrity of the 2020 election really really now by the way before i go on this has been happening for generations more than just decades uh russia and america always always go after each other i mean in other countries too I mean, this is just the whole idea that the Russians haven't meddled in our elections up until 2016 is just ridiculous on its surface. Uh, They've been doing disinformation campaigns forever. I mean, it's just, we do it too. So we're not, our hands are not clean of this. A lot of, most major big countries do this. So in this case... The FBI and the DNI directors come out and say, hey, they're doing this. The Russians are involved. The Iranians are involved to help Joe Biden. But where's where's the mainstream media on that one? Anyway, from the article, we would like to alert the public that we have identified the two foreign actors, Iran and Russia, have taken specific actions to influence public opinion relating to our elections. Ratcliffe said, during an evening press conference following efforts by the intelligent and law enforcement communities to ensure the election is safe and secure according to ratcliffe um, iran and russia got their hands on u.s voter registration information enabling the foreign adversaries to send false information to registered voters as a means to show chaos and confusion and undermine the public's confidence in america's electoral process Foreign national, foreign countries, foreign nationals have been trying to do that forever. Back to the article. To the to the, to that end, we have already seen Iran send spoofed emails designed to intimidate voters, incite social unrest, and damage President Trump. Ratcliffe said. The foreign nations aren't the only disseminators of false information. American groups, including Never Trump Operation, the Lincoln Project, served as Iran's American digital foot soldiers buying into the disinformation and amplifying it. After the Wednesday press conference, the Lincoln Project deleted its recent tweet, which claimed the Proud Boys are attempting to scare voters away from the polls. This from the Lincoln Project. The Proud Boys are attempting to scare voters away from the polls. This is punishable by up to a year in jail and a blatant attempt to prevent people from voting. Let's find them and make them famous. And they got this breaking news graphic on their tweet. 30 emails telling voters to vote for Trump target Brevard County residents. That's in Florida. Um, Completely made up. Uh, It was a lie. Uh, Never Trumper, the Lincoln Project, uh, deleted that tweet. People screenshot the tweet so it's available for all to see. And we hear nothing from the mainstream media. The Proud Boys did not send out any kind of uh, racist tweet, email to anybody. This is completely fabricated. And the Never Trumpers, frothing at the mouth, because they just can't get their way, the petulant children, because their delicate lives has been upset by Trump because they are no longer got all the riches of being the elite GOP and fleecing America along with the Democrats can't do it anymore because Trump is just not like them. So they lose power, prestige, and most likely, they lose money. So <clears throat> the media, our American media, along with entities like the Lincoln Project, just buy into it and peddle it. Don't even, no intellectual curiosity. And they, they just let it go as if it's true. And leftists are going to be saying, say, we're saying the same thing. This is why now the Proud Boys have, have this reputation because they, it's cognitive bias. They want it to be true. So they believed it to be true. Now, I learned this from Neil Bortz. Uh, radio pundit uh, who's since retired based out of Atlanta and national syndicated show that, and I'm going to paraphrase this. I'm sure I'm going to get this wrong, but only believe what you know to be true or what you have proven to be true. Never take anything, including what I say, never take anything at face value. I'm going to, I'm going to say some wrong stuff. My, my goal here is just to give an information to offset the, the absolute hypocrisy and lies and uh, um, demonization coming from the left give information hey this this stuff is really happening and when you get challenged by the left here's some information to help in that conversation because that's what they do they shut you down by telling you they give you like a bevy of things that you you you're doing wrong or you know answer to this 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 and you can't answer all of them so don't You don't have to answer the questions that are asked of you when you're in a debate. You answer the question you want. If they don't ask the question you want, you answer it anyway. You don't give them what they want. If they give you 30 things that you got to answer to, eh, pick one or pick something else and just keep pushing back. The facts are on our side if you're a conservative. I'm not saying right or left if you're a conservative. All right, so... Uh, you got disinformation campaign programs coming from the Russians and the Iranians, but this is helping Biden and the mainstream media is crickets chirping. Yeah. Let's move on. Some more election news. Gateway pundit put this out. Huge VP of Flint, Michigan city council endorses Trump. Now, if you don't know that Flint, Michigan, that's Michigan. (laughs) Trump needs Michigan. So he's the, the vice president of Flint, Michigan City. You know, some of them have different titles. Some, some are CEOs, cities. But the VP of Flint, Michigan City Council endorses Trump. Mr. Trump would be the best thing for poor folks. Obama said our water is fine. Ain't nothing wrong with drinking lead. Remember that? You remember that Obama famously said the water's fine and he was at a, uh, an event there, a press conference of some sort, and he went to take a drink of the water and he really didn't drink it. He got called out for that pretty hard. But people were pissed. So President Trump got a huge endorsement yesterday from the vice president of Flint, Michigan City Council, Maurice Davis, who appeared in an interview on Newsmax to explain why he's voting for President Trump. The Newsmax host, Greg Kelly, asked Mr. Davis, when did you first notice Donald Trump as a guy to be admired and someone who could help out your community? He responded, when he first got elected, I was really happy when he came to Flint in the midst of our water crisis. Davis responded, adding... And he came to our side of town. I was very impressed with President Trump when he was running. See, Trump gets things done. And that's what this city council member realizes and understands. So why is this huge? Because it's, he's, he's black, black community. There's more, the, the black community is leaning heavily more so to Trump than in 2016. I'm not saying that it'll be a majority, no. But there is a polling out there that suggests he will double his black support from last election cycle, he got eight percent last time, and there's reporting that he might just get sixteen percent. And Then there's some thinking he'll get even more. And I've said this many times: if Trump cracks fifteen percent of the black vote nationwide, it's over for the Democrats. It's over. And then this speaks to that: Charlemagne the eyeliner. Remember him? Now I know. I know his real his real moniker is Charlemagne the God. But I'm sorry, I'm not going there with that. The man. It, it's the eyeliner is what I see on this guy. So Charlemagne the eyeliner, he came out. He goes, when it comes to black people, you see who maybe are showing support for Trump. I think it's because Trump is actually talking to young black male voters. He's directing ads towards them. They are a group that never get courted. Black people don't get courted either as a whole, but that old democratic regime speaks to old black men and they think everybody else in the black community and black families are going to fall in line. Charlemagne, the eyeliner, goes on to say, Trump is targeting young black males and promos and marketing. It works, he added. And he was telling this in an interview with Don Lemon. And Don Lemon's face was just like, you could tell. He just wanted, you know, he wanted this to be over. But Charlemagne the Eyeliner's got a point. Trump is actually speaking to them. Trump is actually doing things to help the black community. His platinum plan, part of it. Remember Ice Cube recently uh, said he helped work with Trump to better his platinum plan. Some of the things that Ice Cube wants for the black community, Trump actually incorporated in the platinum plan. And Ice Cube was vilified for it. Vilified. 50 Cent's come out and said he's voting for Donald Trump because Joe Biden's tax policy would pretty much make him 20 cents. The name moniker, his name is 50 cent. This would make his name equal 20 cent. You get it. In case there were some leftists out there listening, I wanted to expand that out. And this from a story, 81919. So last year, here's the headline Joe Biden promised Obama. Would never have to worry about former VP running for president. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Former, this is, again, the story came out at 819 of 2019. This is from Newsweek. Former Vice President and 2020 Democrat hopeful Joe Biden once promised that Barack Obama would never have to worry about him running for the White House, according to a report from the New York Times. During the 2008 presidential campaign, Obama had gone back and forth over who to choose as his running mate. The final three picks included Biden, Indiana Senator Evan Bayh, and Virginia Governor Tim Kaine. Of course, he picked Uh, biden obama's top two strategists david plouffe and david axelrod traveled to meet all three candidates during the campaign the two were worried about biden's inability to stop talking (laughs) which often results in verbal gas but they were ultimately impressed by biden's insight into senator john mccain who's a republican nominee and his bond with his family Mm -hmm. so we are seeing this is an old article this is an old article and we're seeing that biden said to Obama, um, don't worry about me running. I'm not going to run. And uh, we're seeing that Biden was picked. So he's inside into John McCain. He was an offset to John McCain. That's interesting. Uh, From the article, plus Biden promised that he would never try to usurp Obama by launching another presidential bid. The Delaware senator told the two aides that he he was too old to make another run for the White House. He also said he viewed being vice president as a capstone to his long political career. So from Joe Biden's mouth, He's too old to run for the White House. Now, if you remember, Joe Biden said he got into this race because of what happened in Charlottesville, when Trump said uh, there were good people on both sides. That, 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 that division, that racism is what got him to, uh, into the race, that Trump would not denounce white supremacy or neo-Nazis, but he did. Trump denounced him then, that, I think the next day. Trump announced him. He's announced him again and again and again. So Biden's whole premise for getting into this race is a lie. It's based on a lie. And he even said to Obama, Don't worry about me running, man. I'm too old. But yet, here we are. He should have stuck with it. He should have stuck with it. So, speaking of Barack Obama, Barack Obama is out campaigning for Joe Biden. There was a disastrous rally he was at the other day. a car rally? I don't know how many cars, but they were social distance cars. Very small rally. There's another uh, rally he was at. Very small. So, Obama is out there campaigning for. Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's not campaigning for himself. So Obama's on the campaign trail, but the actual nominee is not on the campaign trail. But here's what's interesting. This is a good example of media bias. Uh, This from CNN. Obama delivers a blistering rebuke of Trump in his return to the campaign trail. Former President Barack Obama delivered an often incredulous and blistering account of his successor's first four years in office on Wednesday in Philadelphia, making his most direct attacks on President Donald Trump to date, both on substance and on a personal level. Now, let's get to that personal level. So after Obama suggested Trump use his president's versus his own profile, he added, even then, his TV ratings are down, so you know that upsets him. And when he, he noted that Trump inherited a booming economy from, economy from him, Obama added, but just like everything else he's inherited, he messes it up, all right? The man grew his wealth exponentially the speech also here's the relevant part the speech also showed obama is closely watching the day-to-day news about trump including a tuesday report that's from the new york times that the president maintains a chinese bank account this is what obama said how is that possible a secret chinese bank account obama asked then he reflects on the way that conservatives media and Trump treated him during his time in office. Listen, can you imagine if I had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election, Obama asked? You think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? They would have called me Beijing Barry. All right, here's, media, here's where the media manipulates you, me, us. Obama now, he's going off of a report from the New York Times, also reported from CNN. CNN did their own story on it on October 20th, uh, Paul LeBlanc did the story. The headline is New York Times tax records show Trump maintains Chinese bank account. Okay, so I didn't read the New York Times story because it's on a paywall and I won't give them a dime. I won't give them a dollar. But from this CNN report, one, it never says it was a secret bank account. That wasn't in there. That wasn't in the report. What was in the report is Trump, his company back then, um, were pursuing business. You know, he's a hotelier. He's a hotelier. He, ho- he builds and opens hotels and resorts. They were pursuing, here's from the article, President Trump's tax records show, by the way, they don't have his tax records. That, that's tax, remember, the New York Times report never said we had his tax records. We said we have tax data. But I digress. President Trump's tax records show he has pursued expansive business projects in China for years and even maintains a Chinese bank account. The New York Times reported Tuesday disclosures that deal a blow to the president's efforts to paint Democratic nominee Joe Biden as the presidential candidate who is soft on China. That's the first paragraph. So now that first paragraph is taken by Barack Obama and other Democrats and leftists, because I'm already seeing this, and used to hammer you over the head that Trump had a secret Chinese bank account. He's corrupt. He's corrupt. He didn't have a secret Chinese bank account. Yeah, he opened up a bank account in China because they were pursuing business deals. Nothing came of fruition. And there's... as. They report, even in this report, uh, Trump Organization lawyer Alan Garten, who refused to name the Chinese bank that holds the account, told the Times in a statement that the Trump Organization opened an account with a Chinese bank having offices in the United States in order to pay the local taxes tied with its push to do business in the country. Garten specifically said the company had opened the account once an office was opened in China to explore the potential for hotel deals in Asia. No deals, transactions, or other business activities ever materialized, and since 2015, the office has remained inactive, he told the newspaper. Though the bank account remains open, it has never been used for any other purpose. So, and they also go on here. This is the second paragraph. The first paragraph was, hey, he's got a bank account in China. Second paragraph, an analysis of Trump's tax records by the time showed that the president holds a previously unreported bank account. See that previously unreported bank account? Remember that bank account in china that was not included on his public financial disclosures because it is held under a corporate name there you go they answered their own question trump also maintains bank accounts in britain and ireland and i'm sure elsewhere this is a non-story but now barack obama's coming out saying he had a private chinese bank account well i couldn't do that i was president they wouldn't let me do that complete bs ladies and gentlemen complete bs This is how the media manipulates the story. Now, this story was put out so the left, the Democrats, had a talking point against Trump. They know there's nothing there. This is not a secret Chinese bank account. It's extremely plausible that a businessman who builds hotels around the world would do this. He had to if he wanted to do business there. So this story... Was put out just so the left has a, t- a negative talking point against Trump. It is complete manipulation from the media. I had uh, one of my um, Twitter person Twitter. Um, friends, I guess I'll say, uh, send me uh, an email or a, um, a story I'm going to try to find. I want to give him credit. So let me tell you the story, and then I'll pull him up and give you credit who sent this to me. The headline is, New York Times publishes Trump tax story, taxes story busted wide open by independent journalists show fraud on the media's part. And it is fraud on the media's part. What I just explained to you, what, what, what the media did to give Obama that talking point against Trump, it is fraud. It's malicious. And this is where you know i 'm I'm a, I'm a libertarian i don 't want big government intrusion, but this is getting to the point where maybe something should be done from this story. The New York Times and, and the left is the New York Times and the Left is a media collusion making machine for the Democrats and has been exposed by independent journalists for being fraudulent, showing another example of how social media abuses the trust the American people have given them and how they handle the content. The New York Times never even pretended to explain how it hacked. Trump's tax returns. And yet Twitter promoted the links to their stories. Media outlets that, did, that declined to cover that. Media outlets didn't decline to cover that story. These are lies. They do not believe they're lies. They are lying to you. Molly Hemingway posted on Twitter in reaction to the New York Times story on the taxes of President Donald J. Trump. Dive in and remember that Trump prepaid his taxes. It's in the story. Prepaid his taxes, but that didn't stop Trump's opponents from lying about how much he paid. That's that $750 canard. So what this story outlines is what I've been saying all along. What the media does is they get, they put a story out, they make up a story, they put it out there so the left has talking points against Trump. And, it, and it's been shown time and time again. And that New York Times expose on Trump's tax returns is exactly the, 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 the epitome of what they do and why they do it. All it does is give the left talking points against trump it's malicious it's fraudulent it's it's downright unethical but they don't care it's just about orange mad bad from the article interesting did anyone actually read the entire new york times article on trump's taxes it literally says he filed extensions in 2016 and 2017 prepaid 5.2 million dollars ended up owing less left the money with the irs for future payments and only had to pay 750 dollars First two years in White House because he already overpaid in the previous two years. And they go down the list, all the stuff that the media is doing to manipulate you. This is what they do. And people with zero intellectual curiosity who align themselves with Democrats and the left buy into it hook, line, and seeker. They take word for word as gospel what these leftist organizations feed these leftist politicians. And It's absolutely fraudulent. It's cognitive bias through and through. And it's got to the point where, ladies and gentlemen, something's got to give. I would say at this point in time, the media needs to be investigated. And I hate saying that. But at this point, this has gotten to the point where it's, you know, I I mean, the answer is, by the way, the answer is to dump the left or the leftist media. The answer is just to dump them. Is to just stop reading their publications, stop buying their publications. Well, I will not, I will not buy anything uh, or, or buy a, a subscription to the New York Times or anything like that. I just won't do it because I, the media is so far left that they don't deserve it. They do not, they simply do not deserve the money that they are putting out or that they get from us and it's time it's absolutely time to defund the media I've heard that phrase a lot, defund the media. We should defund the media. And you defund the media not, bu- not buying the crap. I cut my cable a long time ago. I don't pay for that crap anymore. Uh, most of the information you want online is free. Don't click on the ads on their sites. That gives them money. Anyway, the um, Twitter handle that gave me that, his name is Lou Stool. So I want to give you a shout out, Lou. His link, his uh, Twitter link is at S thinks a lot. At S thinks a lot. Lou Stuhl. Lou, thanks for sending me that article. Absolutely, just beautifully wrapped up exactly what i'm talking about with mini- media manipulation and how they they plant stories only for the leftist politicians you nancy pelosi once and i this is an old story uh actually explained it one time in a press release or she was doing a presser with the media and she, i forget what she called it but you got we give you a story to write you write it then we use it to attack our opponent that's basically what she said So a lot of stuff. There's so much more news that I've got pulled up here to get to. Uh, Real quick, there was a story that a volunteer for the new vaccine, a a coronavirus vaccine, has died. That's pretty salacious. You're thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, that means the vaccine's bad. We're going to die. He was never given the vaccine. He died before he was given it. So look out for that story. They're lying to you, just lying to you outright. Um, One last thing, and we'll wrap up the podcast for today. Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, she is out of voting out of committee, I believe today, and what that means is, in the committee, they vote whether or not to move forward with this nominee. And all of the Democrats, every single last one of the Democrats, have decided to boycott it. So uh, the the Republicans have the majority with twelve. I think it's twenty. I forget twenty on it. Anyway, the, the Republicans have the majority votes to move Amy Coney Barrett's nomination out of committee into the Senate for a full vote. So they are proceeding forward without these Democrats. Now, there's a rule that there has to be, I believe, two of the opposition there for procedural processes of whatnot. And Lindsey Graham, who chairs the committee, said he's going to overrule that rule so they can vote her out of committee. That's going to happen today. Amy Coney Barrett will then Go for a full vote in the Senate, either Monday or Tuesday. We're seeing or hearing the date of Monday. So on Monday, the Senate will vote. Remember, there are 53 Republicans. Two of them have already said they're not voting for her. Uh, Whether or not they change their mind, we won't know. She's a very capable candidate. My guess is they may just change their mind. But even so, we've got 51. Now, one of those 51 is Mitt Romney. Uh, turncoat romney and if romney decides to vote against her what he will do if he votes against her you people in utah you need to get rid of that man you need to get him out send, send him back to was it massachusetts where he has a house or whatever somewhere in northeast get him out of your state vote him out i know he's not i don't believe he's up for re-election right now in fact i know he's not but he needs to be out in the next cycle uh, which would be 2022 i believe is probably when he's up but anyway if he votes against her What he will be doing is giving the left a talking point, giving the left the bipartisan label of being against this nominee. But it doesn't matter if he votes against her. It doesn't matter. So 50 uh, GOP senators will definitely vote for her nomination. And then Mike Pence comes in there as the tiebreaker because the vice president of the United States is the president of the Senate. So Monday, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday, Amy Coney Barrett will be a Supreme Court justice. That's good news. She's she's actually a really, really awesome pick. Uh, I had a lot of news here of uh, celebrities and their hypocrisy, but, um, you know, so little time, so much going on. Like Here's a story. Uh, Chris Cuomo you know, a hypocrite at CNN, low-rated show. Uh, CNN host Chris Cuomo refuses to wear COVID mask in his apartment building, a uh, letter obtained by Tucker Carlson reveals. So he's telling you to wear a mask, but this is not when he's in his apartment, by the way. It's when he's outside of it. The people in his apartment have uh, the building, the manager building told him to wear a mask and he refused to do it because he's a hypocrite. He wants you to do it. And then, of course, Whoopi Goldberg, she says that, uh, she is in a depression because of President Trump. Rich woman in a depression because of the President of the United States. What is wrong with these people? I mean, they got Sharon Stone, the Florida, two Florida women. Kamala Harris will save your family's lives. Uh, Sharon, Kamala is going to be VP. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, Sharon Stone doesn't even believe Joe Biden's going to make it as a president if he gets elected. So, Sharon Stone, come on, Harris, we'll save your family's lives. It's the only way to do it. One last story, because this story is important, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, this is from PJ Media. Shock! Facebook declares war on the Babylon Bee. If you're not familiar with the Babylon Bee, it's a satire site, and it's a very good satire site. Uh, But here it is. On Tuesday, Facebook stood by its decision to demonetize the Christian satire site, the Babylon Bee, over a satire article regurgitating a witch joke from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Facebook claimed that the article, Senator Hirono demands ACB be weighed against a duck to see if she is a witch, actually incites violence. The social media platform demanded that the Babylon Bee edit the article and not speak publicly about the review. But Babylon Bee CEO Seth Dillon went public. So here you go. More censorship from the big techs. You know? So the, a satire site can't even put, put satire if it agrees with their cognitive bias. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. You can get all of this in my show notes. I put them up at my website, thepblpodcast.com. And again, my big ask, I got two asks. Woody, what do you think? Woody, Woody's, Woody's napping over there, but he's got, if he woof, he'd woof this ask. First ask, please visit our website, the PBL Dot com and click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I am putting this show as well as other content up on the YouTube, and I need your help and support of that. And you can help the show in two ways. That's one of them. The other way is to visit our Patreon account, patreon.com. Slash politics and brown liquor or actually maybe patreon.com slash the pbl podcast and you can find that link on my website as well and buy a membership be anywhere from a dollar up to ten thousand dollars a month yes i said ten thousand dollars a month and if you did buy that ten thousand dollars a month membership well you get a lot of rewards for it me love you a long time on that one not in that way but it kind of was put up as a joke, but I left it up. But there's several membership levels that you can purchase from a dollar to $25. Right now, everything's open to the public, but those are the two ways that you can support the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast.